When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. New York is the city that never sleeps, and neither does Sal Licata. From Flushing in the Bronx to the Meadowlands in MSG, Sal sounds off on the biggest sports news of the day. Welcome to WFAN Daily with Sal Licata. Hello and welcome to another edition of WFAN Daily. I'm your host, Sal Licata. I know it's been a, a jumbled mess the last uh, you know couple of weeks been dealing with some personal stuff so i appreciate your patience i appreciate hoff filling in for me and obviously all the other stuff they're getting on the feed here uh you know throughout the course of the day on wfa and daily but me personally feel like i haven't done these consistently in a while we plan on having that change back to the way it was with giving you them every single morning first thing in the morning wherever you get your podcast you download rate subscribe to wfa and daily we have uh you know some stuff that we want to build on especially as we get toward the baseball season. Anyway, enough with the babble. Get right to it, Lakata, will you? As we record this on Monday night, fresh off the heels of the Knicks' thrilling win over the Detroit Pistons. Now, I don't care about the results of the game. Obviously, it's better that the Knicks won the game, but really, it's an insignificant matchup anyway. They're playing the crappy Pistons. Doesn't matter until the Knicks get healthy. Can't take them seriously. You do want to see them win games and you know remain atop the standings in the NBA's Eastern Conference, you know, where are they, four right now? So you want to have them in good position come playoff time, and you hope, look, every win, you know, you hope to stay afloat until you start to get guys back healthy. But before we get into the big reason why I wanted to talk Knicks tonight, I, I have to talk about the ending of that game. It was bullshit. I mean, the Knicks, we complain all the time about how the Knicks get screwed over by the refs with Jalen Brunson and all that. Well, the Pistons got screwed over big time. I know Monty Williams, former Nick and current Pistons coach, was ticked off after the game, rightfully so. I mean, you have guys diving all over the floor. DiVincenzo tackled one of the Pistons uh, at, on that final possession there, that hectic moment where Josh Hart was able to get himself the bucket and get to the free throw line. Nick should have never won that game. A, a foul should have been called. Pistons had possession of the ball and the lead. That should have been that. Now, it is what it is. I, I don't generally complain about the officiating when it's positive in favor of the Knicks, I'm not going to complain about it. When it's negative uh, against the Knicks, I try to be even with that because generally they even themselves out. But for all you, oh, the Knicks never get any calls. Oh, it's terrible. They're out to get Brunson. Bullshit. The Knicks got one tonight that if I'm a Pistons fan, I'm smashing my TV. That's how awful that call was. And good for Monty Williams going off on the officiating, which is just atrocious. I mean, like, these guys are getting paid significant money. The, the 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 product of professional sports, the games, make so much. You would think that you could get competent refereeing, competent officials, umpires, whatever it may be, and you just can't. 
And it feels like it's gotten worse and worse and worse. And even with all the replay that you guys want to shove down our throats, oh, yeah, more replay. We need more replay. Even with all that garbage, still calls have got, get wrong all the time that impacts the outcomes of these games. Okay, now, the big picture stuff, and I plan on doing this uh, you know, a little bit later on as you listen to this today, I plan on uh, doing this later on with BT uh, on the show, on the midday show. How can you not be concerned about the Knicks at this point? You know, I said a few weeks back, the Knicks aren't a championship team. It hit me and everybody's like, oh, you're just reacting to them losing to the Mavericks without, you know, Randall and Ananobi. And that wasn't true. The realization to me that the Knicks needed everything to go perfectly to be able to be a championship contender, to be able to, you know, dream about getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. They needed everything to go right. And once Randall got hurt, everything changed. And then Anunobi, obviously, he gets hurt, and that really screwed things up because then you had both of them, and I know the Knicks were depleted in other ways as well. Then the trade deadline comes and goes, and the Knicks get you know the, the bench parts with uh, uh, Bogdanovich and, and Alec Burks. So there was a lot of factors as to why I didn't believe in the Knicks. And then even since then, in the last week or so, you start to hear about Randall and how serious his injury is. Not that there's been a setback, but there's doubt. Ananobi seems to be on track, but still, you, you, you don't know, and you don't know the severity of it and how it's going to impact him when he comes back. So all the excitement that we had about the Knicks, all the fun that we were talking about and dreaming about what this team was going to be in the postseason – that is still very much on shaky grounds right now. You know, you could talk about the Knicks having dudes and dogs. The reality is those guys are hurt. Randall is hurt, and you don't know how significant his injury is going to be. And even if he does come back, how he's going to perform when he does come back, which is the biggest reason that I was saying what I was saying about the Knicks not being a championship contender a couple of weeks ago. This is why. And if Randall doesn't come back, or if Randall isn't the player that he was before he got hurt, the Knicks cannot win a championship. Forget about even a championship. They won't be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Matter of fact, if I had a bet right now, I would say that if Randall doesn't come back, and I'm expecting him in some way, shape, or form to come back, and if he doesn't, it's a non-starter, but Randall and Anunobi, I'm expecting them to come back in some way, shape, or form but I'm also not expecting them to be exactly what they were before they left. If Randall is not the all-star player that he was, the Knicks will be a first-round team and out. That's it. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So you could forget about the Eastern Conference Finals dreams. And, and I'm really looking forward to talking about this with BT because he was one who was like, oh, I'm not worried about it, I'm not worried at all. As far as the Ananobi injury... As far as Randall, how can you not be worried at all? I felt I felt that way then. Now, you have to be concerned. You you have to be. And 
you, you watch this team, you know, it's you're not I'm not judging them on the game against Detroit, who stinks. I mean, Detroit had eight wins on the year. Should have been win number nine, if not for the bet officiating. And the Knicks get a break, you know, an all-time break. But you just look at them play, and even without Randall and without Ananobi, they still should be better than what they are. They're way too reliant on Jalen Brunson, who is a legitimate star. But if Brunson goes 3-for-11 from downtown like he did on Monday night, the Knicks can't win. It's just not good enough. And, you know, obviously they did beat the Pistons, but like I said, they shouldn't have, and that's still the Pistons. In general, they're going to need more than that. Bogdanovich and Burks, yeah, they're okay off the bench, but they're not impact players the way that people had hoped they would be. It's nice to have Hartenstein back, as he's been a guy who's been impactful here for the Knicks. But look at them. They're, they're too thin. I don't love DiVincenzo. I know he's been pretty good, but I don't love him. You know, Chua's been good. Sure, Hart he can't really score. You know, he did have 23 against Detroit. I understand all that, that, you know, he's capable of it, but not consistently and certainly not against the better teams. Anyway, point is, they should be better than the way that they've been playing here without Randall and Anunoby. And even when those two guys come back, you know, if the Knicks never had that little bump in the road, I shouldn't even call it a little bump in the road, the significant bump in the road, more than just a speed bump with Ananobi and Randall going down for the amount of time that they're going down. But let's say the Knicks never had that happen. There still would have been question marks about how far this team could go in the postseason. We needed to see Randall continue doing what he was doing in the regular season on through the playoffs. We needed to see how this team that looked like the best team in the league after the Ananobi trade, we needed to see how they kept it together and moved on into the postseason with that lineup. Could they get the stuff done that they were doing in the regular season where teams aren't playing as hard and they turn them up a notch in the postseason? Would the Knicks still be able to keep that you know, vibe going for lack of a better term, keep that play going against the, the, the better teams where they turn it up a little bit. And on top of that, you then had these significant injuries. So even if everything was going okay, you would have had question marks, but then the significant injuries, there are too many question marks. Now I'm not trying to rain on the parade. Okay. I love the Knicks. I really truly do love the Knicks. It, it hasn't been the same love that it once was, you know, 30 years ago where the Knicks were, you know, the dominant team uh, in this town in the 90s. Yeah, I know the Yankees dynasty started in 96, but really the Knicks consistently from, you know, the early 90s, what, 92, 93 on, obviously 93, 94 finals, you know, the anniversary, 30-year anniversary. But you're talking about the, the 90s Knicks took over this town. It was their town. Even in the baseball summer, it was the 90s Knicks that were the talk of the town. You know, Rangers too, of course, and I get the feeling that that's going to be the case again this year when it comes to the Rangers, the way that they've been playing and, and Shesterkin being back to being Shesterkin. But with the Knicks, you know, I love them more than anybody back in the 90s. And then they were so bad for so long that I give fans credit that stuck with it the same way. Although I think a lot of the most passionate Nick fans now are Nick fans that are young Nick fans, maybe mellow years Knicks fans that are finally starting to feel some real sense of success now led by Jalen Brunson and then Julius Randle the last you know few years with Randle doing it against Atlanta a few years ago and then Brunson since he's been here the last couple of seasons but you know it, it, it they beat a little bit of it out of you or at least the older fan like me over the last 20 years I'm not trying to rain on their parade and I'm not saying I'm not excited about the possibilities however you've got to be realistic and the reality is 
that the injury to Randall started a downswing in momentum that was at its apex, where the Knicks were on top of the world. It felt like there wasn't anybody on any given night that they couldn't beat, and it felt like you shouldn't put a ceiling on this team because they could get to an Eastern Conference Finals, and if everything went right, they could even get to an NBA's Finals and potentially take out the top team in the Western Conference, potentially. And then once the Randall injury happened, everything else that followed has kind of taken away all that momentum. And it's going to be a long time before the Knicks could get back that type of feel because you have to get these guys back healthy, which is not going to happen for a while. And then you have to get them clicking and playing well the way that they were playing prior to the injuries going on in to the postseason. Not trying to ruin the parade or the excitement. You got to be realistic. And the Knicks, they're not a championship team. And there are going to be a lot of question marks. Yeah, look, I want to see these guys get back. But even when they do, I still have my doubts about how far the Knicks can go this year. The great news is this is only the beginning here. The offseason is going to be a big one for the Knicks. They should be legitimate championship contenders moving forward. I don't think this is the year. All right, that does it for this edition of WFAN Daily. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday morning, with a fresh WFAN Daily. We'll see you then.